0: This is North Cascades National Park, the podcast. Hi everyone, this is Ranger Mike, and for the next couple of months, we are bringing you a special audio series called Voices of the North Cascades. Each week we are interviewing park staff, our wilderness rangers, maintenance workers, scientists, interpreters, and others, and we're asking them to reflect on their relationship with their national park. What makes North Cascades so unique, and how can we continue to protect this wild place for future generations? Through this series, we hope to inspire and invite you, the public, to visit this national park, this place that we call home. In this episode, we visit the northern boundary of the North Cascades, where the park meets the Canadian border at a campground called Hosamine. Reaching Hosamine isn't always easy. You can take a boat trip up Ross Lake, go hiking, or drive 40 miles down a bumpy gravel road through British Columbia. But as you'll hear, it's well worth the effort. Today, we meet with two interpretive rangers, one American, one Canadian, who spend their summers living in Hosamine and have a unique partnership found nowhere else. Describing
1: Hosamine to people who've never been here before can be very difficult. People have a very hard time envisioning a place where you're straddling the border, that you just get to walk back and forth or hear paddle back and forth. So it's always very interesting to try and describe how isolated we are. My name is A.J. Fedorik, and I'm the Interpretive Ranger for British Columbia Parks, part of the cooperative program that we have here at Hosemeen with one ranger from British Columbia and one from um, North Cascades. We don't have a phone we don't have the internet, I, it's very difficult for them to get a picture of it unless they actually come here.
2: How far are we from Canada? We are about a mile and a half away from the 49th parallel. My name is Laura Chick Drum, and I've been at North Cascades for one season and I am a GS7 Interp Ranger at Hosamine. Hosamine is unique because it is this northern entity and talking to people in other parts of the park they could have been here for years and never made it to Hosamine and it is really hard to get here but at the same time it's a good thing that it is because it adds to that element of what is the feel for Hosamine it always seems like to me it's this mystical place that might really exist in the park but not entirely <laughs> working with AJ is awesome AJ is the other half of me Laura is my counterpart we kind of
1: yeah tend to refer to each other as our other halves or she's my American counterpart I'm her Canadian counterpart she is fantastic to work with she
2: is. Very unique in a lot of wonderful ways, but one of the most impressive is she is actually the only BC Parks interpretive ranger. The nature of how we actually get to have two
1: rangers from different countries working here together is quite unique. As far as we're aware, there's nowhere else that this happens on the Canada-US border. And the reason that it actually happens here is maybe a little more complicated than people would actually think. With the dam that creates Ross Lake, there was supposed to be four stages built to it originally. Only three of them have actually been completed. At that time, people were wrapped up in things like World War II and in making sure there was enough hydroelectricity or electricity available in general. But the logging road that they built in here to remove the logs for the reservoir, after they did that, people started coming down here to camp, to fish, and... As people were coming in, they really started enjoying the recreational values that were available here, and when it came time in the late 60s that they were actually going to build the fourth stage of the dam, there was a whole lot of people on both sides of the border who decided that they weren't really happy with that situation. Grassroots efforts on both sides of the border got together, and they fought, and it was a long fight. It took them about 17 years, but they finally got a new agreement. And in 1984, when they signed this agreement that said that the dam level will stay where it is for 80 years from that date, so until 2064, before they can start thinking about making changes, at that time they also created
2: something called the Skagit Environmental Endowment Commission. The Skagit Environmental Endowment Commission. This um, endowment is money that is set aside for the watershed, the Skagit watershed, and research... Recreation and education are the big things, and AJ and I are part of that education. We have this great relationship where you never really see one of us without the other one. People enjoy seeing us working together because you, you don't see that anywhere where you get this cooperative between two agencies, two countries, and coming together and, and spreading the message of why this place is so important. It doesn't matter where
1: the political boundary is all the time. Nature doesn't recognize those borders. So we can come together and and work on it together, and work on it cooperatively to protect this place.
2: To me, the, the value of Wild Places is, for me personally, I feel like this is the real world, and being here puts everything back into perspective like the priorities what really are the priorities in your life what's really important people who don't get to experience these things don't get a chance to let all of the distractions of their lives just be shut out and the only thing that's in the background now is not cell phones and radios and cars and airplanes but Hosamine Creek and mosquitoes and nothing else. I like that some people don't need places like this. They don't ever need to come to them, but they are some of the biggest advocates for protecting it just because they know it's here. They don't ever have to be here, but they want it to stay here just in case.
0: Thank you for downloading this podcast. You can learn more at our website at nps.gov slash noca.